Hey girl, welcome to the Love Girl Talk podcast. We're here to offer a soft place to land, confront our deepest doubts, and celebrate our self-worth. You're not alone. Come join us as we brew the coffee and confidence it takes to build our sisterhood of self-worth. And as we girl talk, remember, you are enough. You are worthy. You are loved. Hello, and welcome back to the Love Girl Talk podcast. Last time we were talking all about true confidence and what that feels like to kick off the new year with that. And today is also another special day because it's Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, Monica. Happy Valentine's Day. We're really excited. I'm so excited to introduce my dear friend and colleague, I think that we can say now. Yeah, we can. Okay. Yeah. Which is really cool to the Love Girl Tech podcast. And Monica and I have hung out on a couple different podcast episodes in the past, right? Yeah, yeah. New York York Skylines (laughs) podcast episodes. It's great. It's becoming a thing. It is. So I'd love to introduce Monica to you. And then we're going to talk a little bit about Valentine's Day and what that does to maybe our true confidence or maybe a little bit of some insecurity and what that looks like. So Monica is a licensed clinical professional counselor who truly believes in the healing and restorative nature of therapy. She takes a client-centered approach, very evidence-based, and she works with individuals, marriages, parenting, and young adults and adolescents. Just recently, Monica, we were giving a talk to parents of teenage girls. We were, yeah. It was it was a good time. A lot of <laughs> a lot of parent involvement, which I love to see. The hands just shot straight up. I know, I love it. I love seeing them. It's great, especially the dads. I feel like that's one of my favorite. Even parts. better when they get involved, right? right? We, I think, traditionally think mom gets involved the most, but yeah. these dads are really showing up. They are, which we love, and I think that's. I think mean, that's great. Moms and dads both really supporting uh, teenage girls, and I think it's funny because when we were prepping for that talk, right, we were thinking about research and different experiences mm-hmm. with our clients mm-hmm. and all of that, and what stood out to us the most, I think, for me, was like our personal experiences with our dads and moms growing up as teenagers, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It is really interesting to take what you learn in school and in theory and then see it living out in Mm -hmm. your own personal experiences. Mm -hmm. And I think when when we can do that, like the message or the theory becomes so salient, right? We just really internalize that. Yeah, totally. Well, and there was also a really funny moment, right? And Hopefully we can say this on air. We, we won't tell the story, don't worry. But this sense of, oh, we were sharing some teenage examples, right? And then and then there was there were stories where we're like, oh wait, that was last year for yeah. us, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very true. You know, like we always I feel like these insecurities or these wounds, these struggles that we have, yeah, they can show up when we're teenagers and yeah. They keep showing up. Yeah. I actually didn't tell you this after the parenting talk that we did. Some parents came up to me and they were talking to me about how they're now as adults in their 50s working on the relationship with their parents and trying to apply the things that they're applying to their children with their own parents. And it, it just, I think, is so evident that yeah. we are always children. Yes. And even when we're raising our own children, we're still somebody's son or daughter 
and there's still that relationship and those experiences and those wounds and those joys that we carry with us all the time. Yeah, totally. Totally. And, and you shared some, some really cool research with me recently that I was just, I almost fell out of my chair because (laughs) it was so related to girl talk. And I was like, what? I didn't know that was a thing. So yeah, maybe you could share that today. Yeah. Yeah. So when Julie said earlier that I do a lot of evidence-based interventions, it's just because I think (laughs) I like working with facts, facts and figures. (laughs) So that means a lot of my training has come from cognitive behavioral therapy and Aaron Beck, one of the founding fathers of this theory, who's done a lot of research in this area, really comes to the idea or the belief that we hold core beliefs about ourselves and that they are pretty much started in early childhood experiences and they are confirmed throughout our life. And in my experience, we can hold a lot of different core beliefs, but in my experience, in practice with my clients, the main core beliefs that the majority of us struggle with is I am unwanted, I am unworthy, and I am unlovable. Which, mic drop, oh my gosh, Monica, I, 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 I love it. I mean, I, I don't love it. Like, I, I, don't love, I don't love the those core wounds, but I mean, our tagline at Girl Talk is you are enough, you are worthy, you are loved. Yeah. And to me... When you said that and hearing it again now, it's like, oh my gosh, it's it's amazing that we have this antidote mm-hmm. to these core wounds mm-hmm. that we all experience. Yes. And I think something to consider is that you saw the need before you knew the belief. Mm. And so sometimes we don't even recognize the core belief we hold. We're just operating in it mm. and through it. And so we all have a core belief that we kind of hold about ourselves, and that informs how we think and feel it informs how we interpret situations and relationships Mm -hmm. and if we're unaware of this we continue to feed the core belief right it's almost this confirmation bias of I think that I'm unworthy and then I see it everywhere I Mm -hmm. go totally that sounds so relatable (laughs) right yeah can you think of any um, key examples that you've seen with clients or even friends or yourself? Mm. Um, you can throw me under the bus. Just make it, <laughs> just make it a, another character, you know? But, no, do you know, I, I remember um, one of my clients, we were working a lot at kind of unpacking this, and I was asking a lot of questions and digging deeper and digging deeper, and this is really hard for people because most of the time in our early experiences or these core beliefs, they are neatly wrapped up and mm-hmm. put on a shelf. Mm. Because they're really hard to look at and see. And so, you know, when people start to challenge it, there's some resistance because opening this box is like a Pandora's box and I'm about to send chaos into the world. Um, So this one client, she, I mean, she was really pretty resistant. And when we finally got to this fear, this core fear, this core belief that she was unworthy, Hmm. she literally paused and looked at me and goes, well, now what? (laughs) And then I thought shoot. (laughs) Yeah, good question. Now what? And there begins the very tedious work of like self-love and compassion and and that journey. Well, what a great question. So she felt unworthy that you had asked, you know, gone through Mm -hmm. this hard work and unpacking it and digging deep, drilling down to the bottom where she was able to realize, oh, my core wound is that I feel unworthy. And I feel like, yes, that's messy Mm -hmm. for sure. But 
hopefully that's going to enable the two of you in therapy, her and her life, mm-hmm. right? Like to know that and to be able to be aware and then to heal, like you were saying, self-passion, yeah. self-compassion, self-love. I think knowing is half the battle because yeah. I can then call it out when I see it instead of thinking that it's something else. So mm-hmm. what I mean by that is when she was having maybe work difficulties Mm -hmm. and her motivator was to work overtime to please her boss. Mm -hmm. And I said, Mm -hmm. okay, but why? And it, at the end of the day was because this core motivator was that I'm unworthy and I have to prove my worthiness. And if I don't do that, and if I fall short, then I confirm that I'm unworthy because I get fired or because he yells at me or because I'm left um, falling short. And so I work overtime. And Mm -hmm. if I don't fully understand the motivator behind my behavior, then it's going to be a little bit harder to challenge that, right? Mm -hmm. And so before it was, but I see that as a good thing, but I see that as hustling. And now it's, oh, I'm doing this out of fear Mm -hmm. that, If I don't do it, I'll be seen as unworthy. And the message behind that is to actually be able to, at some point, come to a deep understanding of you can't merit your worth. You can't earn it. You can't work hard enough for it. You can't, (laughs) you can't do that. And we try to, we We try. try to all the time, but we try. And the funny thing is, perhaps it's not funny, but ironically, the harder we try, yes. the more elusive it yes. is. Yeah. And so we're going to hustle, but then there's always going to be another opportunity yeah. to prove that. So we have to hustle again. Yeah. And we are on this, you know, this rat race. Oh my gosh, like yeah. there's just no end. Yeah. And then we're exhausted. Mm-hmm. We're absolutely exhausted. And right. that example, my gosh, again, so relatable, right? Whether we feel unworthy or, or unlovable or unwanted, it's like we're always trying to prove. We're always trying mm-hmm. to earn. Yeah whether that's through accomplishments or our looks or whatever. Yeah. And to clarify, it's not working overtime and hustling Hmm. is not inherently a bad thing. The question behind it is why are we doing this? We're doing it because you have poor time management and now you've played yourself Mm -hmm. and your weekend is gone and you've got to get this work done. (laughs) Okay. Relatable. (laughs) Or it's because you have these really big career ambitions and goals and da 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 da. Or is it fear? Yeah. And I think part of it is not, you know, instead of looking at the behavior, let's look at what's underneath it. Like let's look at what's motivating you and what's driving you. And oftentimes it's fear. Yeah. There's a big, fear is a huge motivator. And so if we allow ourselves the space or the grace to be curious enough Mm -hmm. to say, okay, what are my core motivators? What are my core fears? What are these core beliefs that make me do what I do? What if we don't even know or think there's a problem, right? Like Mm. you said, in your experience, you've noticed, okay, these are the three main core beliefs or the three fears, I guess we could say too, that people have. But what if we don't even recognize there's a problem? What do do we do with that? Yeah. And you know, you might not have a problem. You may have had like a perfect childhood. Maybe. (laughs) You may be one of the few who, who got out unscathed. (laughs) But, um, you know, I would say ask your close people, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to see things if, if they're willing to be honest with you, if they're a good friend or a good spouse or a good partner, they're going to be honest with you about some of the things that perhaps they've noticed 
that is a sore spot for you. Or I would think about that and I would think like, yeah, when do I, and, and this is actually where when I, with my clients, I'm like, there it is. <laughs> it's when they become overly defensive or protective mm. about an identity mm. they think they hold. And I'm like, something's under there. Yeah. Because when we become really defensive, when we become, where is your heart, right? When do you get really angry? When do you get really sad? When do you get mm. really defensive? Because that's telling me where your heart lies. That's telling me yeah. where wounds are yeah. because we're protecting it. And so can I be more attuned to my emotional inner world and what it's telling me? Yeah. Yeah. You're making me think about this idea of being in a relationship. It could be a friendship or a romantic relationship, but you know, and we think we're so fine, mm. you know, and this, this whole thing of like, oh yeah, I, <laughs> you know, I've dealt with that yeah. and I've figured it out. Sure. No problem. Right. I'm ready. I'm ready for my next relationship. Mm. And then you start dating somebody and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. it's still there. <laughs> what happened? Sure. Right. And so just this idea of like being able to look at it and notice when you are really upset or what makes you angry. Why, why mm-hmm. are you angry? Why are you sad? Why are, why are we, whatever emotion we're feeling, defensiveness, all mm-hmm. of it. There's something underneath that. Yeah. And I I would even look, if we want to take a positive approach to it, I would look at, you know, what motivates you? What drives you? Like, are you the workaholic? And then Mm -hmm. sit with that. Because there are certain things that we as a society tote as good, Mm -hmm. and they're not. The child who is a straight-A perfectionist, always grinding, I don't think that that's inherently a good thing. Why? Why are you doing that? Because you're afraid of disappointing mom and dad where did that come from because you're afraid of falling short of anything but an a where did that come from because you think that this is the only way you're going to get people's attention where did that come from so I think sometimes we look at what we consider to be positive behaviors or attributes and I actually wonder is this a facade is it a mask are we presenting something so that no one sees the shadow side that we we don't want to be seen. I thought you were gonna take the positive side. Oh well the positive side would be to look at the positive behaviors, right? Or what we say are positive behaviors. So like, yeah, what does motivate me? Why does it motivate me? What have been my like proudest moments and why? Right? Yeah. Yes, they may be like really big triumphs, but what's also underneath that triumph that everybody praised you and you're like, okay, I'm really motivated by praise because, you know, I want to see that I'm, I'm capable in this world. Yeah. It's so real. I mean, this is the last episode we were talking about true confidence and Mm -hmm. this idea of like being able to be confident and live your life, Mm -hmm. live our lives Mm -hmm. in ways that we don't depend on that praise where we're not seeking that external Mm -hmm. approval. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I saw this thing, um, I don't even know who said it, but I was like, ooh, I like that a lot. They were talking about how do you not get upset when other people maybe don't praise or validate you and da 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 And this woman said, she goes, I woke up this morning and I liked myself. Your like is extra. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh, yes. This is amazing. Right? That's because, great. like, those things should be amazing add-ons. Yes, we yeah. want them. Yes, we yeah. need them. Yes, they're reassuring. Mm-hmm. And... I'm okay without them and I'm so worthy without them. Yes. And, and so, you know, I think Mm. that's kind of the important thing in all of this, right. Is it it really is that kind of self wound that we're filling with other things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like that so much because 
she clearly knew her worth and value, mm-hmm. right? She's mm-hmm. very grounded and yep. rooted in that. And she also appreciated this connection with mm-hmm. others, this friendship, this, you know, affirmation or whatever, because we also do need other people yeah. too, right? So I, I think this is also a fine line of like, do we just say, okay, I am enough and I am worthy and I am loved and I don't need anyone else, mm. you know? Um, or do we find that in connection in community with others? Both and. <laughs> it's one of those really annoying things, right? Both and. I think we definitely need to be able to see it and hear it and reflect it, right? I think we struggle to access things that um, we don't have an example of, yeah. which is why it is really important to be able to see similar people to you accomplishing particular things because it gives you almost like a vision board, an idea mm-hmm. of where I can go, yeah. how far my limits can be. Yeah. So we do need some of that external validation and praise and da 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 because I mean these core beliefs are not something you're born with. Sure. We're not mm-hmm. born thinking this. We yeah. take information and we internalize it. So for example, the young child who is perhaps always praised for being really smart mm-hmm. could internalize that as I must be smart to be liked. I only receive praise when I do good things. And so what happens when they get that first test back that they're going to do well on? It crushes them. And then they have to really, they go into overdrive with performance, trying to merit that love back because we've received the wrong message. Did your parents do that on purpose? Absolutely not. They thought that they were praising and validating you for something very good. So I think this is sometimes my mom in particular gets really sensitive Mm -hmm. when maybe we talk about some of these things or attachment Mm -hmm. theory or because it's always like, I'm the worst mom (laughs) and I did did my best. And and it's true. Like all the moms out there, all of our moms, all of our parents, most of them, the vast majority of them are doing the best with what they have. And it's not necessarily that we experienced a particular trauma or adverse experience. We interpreted it that way. Mm right? Mm -hmm. We interpreted setback, we interpreted Mm -hmm. being unwanted, we interpreted being unsafe, and we started to internalize this belief about ourselves in relation to others in the world. A sense of, I'm I'm unworthy unless, I'm unworthy until, Mm -hmm. right? Unless I get that straight A, unless I get hat tricks in every soccer game, Mm -hmm. unless I am the star in the play, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. I think that is so common, experience some iteration of that um and I think you know we're talking about praise it's so interesting because yes we need to know that we're affirmed but we also see okay there can be negative consequences with praise Mm. and I think a key distinction is this affirmation of the person Mm -hmm. like affirmation of you Monica as you I don't love you and value you because you wear pretty dresses or because you're smart Mm -hmm. or because you, you know, do cool podcast episodes, (laughs) right? Right. I appreciate you because of you Mm -hmm. as the gift of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, growing up, we're talking about all these core wounds that we might develop growing up or or now, right? (laughs) Bring it back to the present day as, you know, young women or in any state of life where we can be carrying those around because... We're dependent yeah. on a certain kind of affirmation. But what we really need to know is that we are enough, we are worthy, we are loved as is, exactly mm-hmm. as we mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is really hard 
to come to terms with. Mm-hmm. And I think partially because our society really likes honing in on identity and the intersectionality between all of these external factors about us. Like I am not woman. I am a woman, but Mm -hmm. I am not woman. Mm -hmm. And that's not where my dignity or worth lies. And so if someone wants to be a punk about it and put women down and I'm like, okay, that's you, not me. That's cool. Because I haven't overvalued a particular identity. And that's not one of my Mm -hmm. core beliefs. It's just, it's another factor about me, but it's not the whole. And so part of it is, can we really work to understand ourselves as a whole and that whole and entirely ourself, we are Mm -hmm. worthy and loved. I I don't know why this is coming to mind and and who knows this can be controversial, but (laughs) you love it. I do. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about our girl Taylor, my girl Taylor. Mm. I love Taylor Swift. We just we all oh, just saw okay. her, right? Super Bowl. Yeah. She was playing. She did a great job. Um, but just like, oh my gosh, look at this past year for her. Wow. Like accomplishment after accomplishment after accomplishment. And, you know, and I know everyone has different opinions about her. That's fine. But it's interesting to think about that in, in light of what we're saying. Mm. You know, is she is she valuable because she's had the heiress tour right. and won what she won best person of the year right. and, and all of this, the Grammys, the Grammys, yeah, the Grammys, sure, something else. I don't know. All of it, all of it. But she's she's like unstoppable, and yeah. so it's like, okay, is she is she worthy because of those external amazing sure. accomplishments, sure. or is she just amazing because she is who she is? Well, and and here's what I'll say. She probably does, although I'm not her therapist, so I do not know. I <laughs> but, would, but, but if you were, you couldn't tell us, so we all yeah. we don't know. We don't know. This is true. I could be. Um, <laughs> you'll never know. However, I, I would bet a lot of money that she does wonder if she is loved for who she is and not what she mm-hmm. has. Sometimes the more we have, we wonder if that's why people are in our life. Because this is, yes, her talent and her fame, that's why people have been attracted to her, flocking to her. She has her followers. Mm -hmm. She has her Mm -hmm. Swifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And yet, she still wants to be loved for who she is. Yeah. Not for her accomplishments. Sure. Right? I mean, if she was in a relationship in which that was the glue that held it together, just that she was famous and cool, how horrible. Because it's not who she is. Sure. Right? To her core, to her personhood. Totally. And so... You know, we all want to be loved, to be known, to be seen, and to be understood. I mean, yeah. that's the crux of, yeah. like, loving deeply, right, yeah. is to know, to be known. Yeah. And so I think to circle this back to the idea of core beliefs, mm-hmm. do you know yourself? Do you love yourself? And to love yourself would be to know yourself. And have you done the hard work to examine that? to look in and to say, what are my core beliefs and what are my motivators? What are my growth points? How does this manifest in my life? And it's not, when we shed light, it's not to shame, it's to understand because an understanding is how we love. And you, you cannot love without knowing. Okay, so you mentioned something which sounds which sounds remarkably familiar to me as mm. this uh, famous, infamous dinner that you talked about. Oh. <laughs> so could you shed a little light because it makes me a little nervous. It's not my, it's not my idea, although, gosh, I wish I, 
I wish I remember what podcast I listened to this on, but it, it, it was a different podcast, and I just I remember it like totally being stopped in my tracks. But they were talking about introspection and how most people think they're introspective, but they're actually just navel gazing, and that there's a difference mm. between thinking about yourself and thinking like of yourself. Mm. Anyways, and then so in this research that they were doing, they found that there are there's a very small percentage of people who are what they call I wish I knew who they were <laughs> who they call introspective unicorns and these are the people who know themselves so abundantly well that they would be able to tell you how other people perceive them and how they operate in the world right that they've got a pretty good view on themselves and how they operate with people and things around them and one of the ways that they challenge their listeners to do this is to have basically like a truth-seeking or a daring dinner and to go out to dinner with somebody who knows you very well and you know loves you very well, right? So I'm talking like best friend, sibling who yeah. you have a good relationship with. And you ask them, essentially, what is your least favorite thing about me? Are you willing to be seen to that degree? Are you willing to know yourself to that degree? Are you willing to know how you come across to other people? And that is like, most of us are going to try to avoid doing that because we're so afraid that our core belief is going to be recognized. Right. Right. Which reminds us of your client at the beginning, right? Yes. Who said, oh, well, now what? Yeah. But what do you think might happen when we do uncover that? If that is revealed. Actually, what happens is um, most people, the feedback that they get is actually unrelated to their core mm. belief because what you believe about yourself is not what other people see. Hmm. Any friend would be like, what do you What do you mean you think you're unlovable? I love you tremendously. Yeah. It would yeah. shock them. So, yeah. in fact, our greatest fear typically never comes to fruition, mm. right? They typically say something else that we didn't even consider. Yeah. And we're like, oh, wait, that's what? Okay, that's interesting. I'm, I'm going to take that into consideration, right? Yeah. It is not often that our core belief is recognized because the core beliefs oftentimes are what we would call cognitive errors hmm. or lies. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's an error in our thinking because it's not, it's not possible to have the expectation to be perfect. That perfectionism is a cognitive error. It's unrealistic. It's an unrealistic mm-hmm. standard to put on ourselves. It can ha- never hold truth because it is not possible. Gosh, I love it. I love it. The focus on the lies, right? And we were talking mm-hmm. about fear earlier that, we're so afraid of these things that are not even true. Mm-hmm. You just said about the, the reaction of the best friend. What? You're so lovable. Mm-hmm. You're so wonderful. Mm-hmm. How could you have that insecurity? How could you think that you're not worthy, mm-hmm. right? And we think that about others, about the people we love. It's so much harder to recognize that in ourselves. Oh, yeah. So much harder. And I think that's why it is so important to, yeah, to know, like to, to do that work, like you're saying, and to understand who we are and where we struggle and then to to hear it from others to Mm -hmm. tell ourselves and to have this be reiterated time and time and time again that that we are enough yeah we are worthy that we are loved until it starts to sink in and we start to actually believe it right because that's a cute catchphrase we love it we're all about it we have it in script it looks Mm -hmm. nice but we need to script it into our hearts right we need to actually believe it and know it and I really do think that does come from from friendship, from belonging, from 
from having it, not just praise, not just us being told, oh, you're so pretty, oh, you're so smart, all the external things, but you are so lovable and valuable mm-hmm. because of you. And then the only caveat I would say to that is the humility and the willingness to accept that. Mm-hmm. Totally. Right? We dismiss what other people say to us typically because of that core belief. And so we have to challenge ourselves to, to accept that, mm-hmm. you know, to accept those um, messages that we are worthy, we are loved, we are wanted, we are safe, we are what you name it. Yeah. But our core belief will color the way we view everything. And so it's almost this confirmation bias of I see what I think I want to see or what I believe. And the challenge in that is to recognize the core belief and then to intentionally look for and seek the opposite because there Mm. will be evidence in your daily life in those friends Mm. and in those people and in that community and in girl talk that prove to you that you are these really amazing things and you have to be courageous enough to accept it. I love that. The courage and humility, right? Which sounds so funny because it's like, wait, these are good things. But it is so hard for us to accept them sometimes. I love what you're saying with that. Yeah, that that humility to accept. Not just our flaws. I mean, we need that. Yeah, too. We do. We need (laughs) that. That's hard. Right? Which is everything we've been talking about. This sense that we want to be perfect. But it's okay to accept our flaws. And why is it okay to accept our flaws? Because they're not going to break us, right? Right? Like, we are still human. We still are enough. If we fail in something, mm. that doesn't mean we're unworthy. Right. We're still worthy no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I think we're afraid of that. Oh, absolutely. And that's why I think it also takes a level of courage because to accept the thing I fear the most, I think this is why people tend to be negative or to ruin a good thing, mm. right? Maybe you're one of those people who's like, why do I always have to start a fight with my boyfriend? Or why do I always have to like, oh, why do I ruin a good thing? <laughs> and part of it is because we see the good thing and we see the truth as a threat. Because if I start to take on these good things and if I start to take on this belief and then that core belief, that core fear is proved, I'll be shattered. And so we would rather keep ourselves at a distance at an arm's length. And it does. It takes courage to put those walls down and to accept the true, the good, and the beautiful as we truly are with the knowing that we could be heard and still we move forward. I just want to share a quick, quick little story to end. I was just talking to a client the other day and we had this beautiful conversation so similar to these concepts we're talking about. And she said the most striking thing that she we were talking about worthiness and being loved, right? And she said that it was easier for her to believe that she was unworthy mm-hmm. of love. Mm-hmm. It was easier for her to believe that because then all these other experiences in her life that were really hard and painful made sense. Mm-hmm. But she said, it's, it's hard for me to believe that I actually am worthy of love because then I do really have to take a very realistic look Mm-hmm. And my life mm-hmm. and reevaluate my friendships, reevaluate my family relationships, reevaluate where I stand in this world. Yeah. And and it was it was beautiful, right? Like it was this beautiful reflection, very courageous, first of all to say it out loud, second mm-hmm. of all to to engage in that. And you know, my hope for her is that she will look at that very realistically and she will kind of see that she is lovable mm-hmm. and that she is worthy. Yeah. She is Well, and it's a practice. Mm -hmm. I think 
it's not going to happen overnight. And we have to be able to surround ourselves and our external and internal environment with those, with those truths and people who help us see those truths and those confirmations and that, you know, this core belief was built over years and it's not that it's going to take the same amount of time to relearn a new belief, but it is going to take a lot of effort and a lot of self-talk and a lot of surrounding ourselves in the environment and with the people who will also promote that. So are you Taylor Swift's therapist? Is that, is that, is that what's really good? <laughs> and on that note, ladies. <laughs> this was so fun, Monica. Thanks for Thank you for having me. And talking and just going deeper into these core wounds. I think it's so important for us to recognize what they are and start to do that that messy, good, deep work. Love it. I love it. Well, we're so glad that you ladies could join us. And I hope that you have a great Valentine's Day. You'll hear this after Valentine's Day, but I hope you had a great Valentine's Day. Mm. And I hope you remember that no matter what your core struggles are, no matter your suffering right now, that you are enough, you are worthy, you are loved. Love. Thanks for joining us today on the Love Girl Talk podcast. We hope you felt that soft place to land, connected with our sisterhood of self-worth, and grew one step closer on your journey of self-discovery. To learn more about Girl Talk programs and ways to connect, you can visit our website at ourgirltalk.org. If you would like to share in our mission to build this sisterhood of self-worth, we hope you'll join us in the Girl Talk community our monthly giving program that provides young women the friendship, resources, and tools to build true confidence. Visit us at OurGirlTech.org to learn more. And always remember, you are enough. You are worthy. You are loved.